As a parent, you know you can't prevent every accident. Play it safe with the right equipment. Add a mouth guard to your child's sports or recreational equipment list to help prevent the impact of a painful and costly facial injury. Mouth guard should be fitted so it does not misalign the jaw. Lightweight, strong, easy to clean, properly sized, covering the upper and lower teeth and gums. If your child does sustain a facial injury, seek an evaluation from an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. OMSs are experts in handling injuries to the face, mouth, and jaws. Learn more at myoms.org. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is hour number three, Marlon Ross Jackson locked on Saints 230. Final half hour talking about the Saints and Eagles. Yep, they're playing on Sunday. Six and a half point favorite is Philly. Their head coach, Nick Sirianni, eh, non-committal, at least to us, as to who the starter is. We're still working through that. Come on, it's Friday. You know exactly who your starter is. You just don't want to tell us. Either way, I think it's going to be about the Saints, right? We talked a little bit about Pete Carmichael's reasoning as to why Alvin Kamara hasn't been used as receiver or whatever. We'll play that again if you like here as well. Brandon Ingram spoke at the practice yesterday. Not ready just yet. Why? Why is B.I. not ready yet? I'll have him tell you in his own words what he's going through. Pelicans in first place. Cajun Goats as of 2.04 p.m. Still top of the Western Conference on December 30th, folks. A sold-out crowd will be at the Smoothie King Center tonight. Don't forget, 7.30 is your tip time. 7.30. So you got a little extra time to get out there. Hopefully all this rain and everything would have been gone by then. Should be gone. Should be gone the next hour or so here as well. So hopefully Metro area won't have to deal with that. As uh, my backyard looks like a lake. Not like a little poncho trade below a lake. They closed the causeway earlier and all that stuff. So um, hope to see you out there at the Smoothie King Center. If not, <laughs> start making your plans. Next home game will be a Wednesday game against Houston. And that is almost sold out already per Andrew Lopez, who joined us in our number one to talk about that. That is Wednesday, January 4th, so next Wednesday. Next Friday's game a week from today, the Brooklyn Nets are in town at 110 straight. That game has been picked up by ESPN. It's a 6.30 tip time on a Friday night. So it's 7.30 tonight. It's 6.30 Friday night next week. That game's already a sellout. Then they're at Dallas, Washington, at Boston, at Detroit, at Cleveland. It's a two-week road trip for the Pels. That's going to be a key, key, key trip right at the start of the calendar year. Then they come home on a Wednesday and face Miami. That likely, I think, is going to be a sellout because they go back on the road at Orlando, at Miami. And then you have three straight at home, Denver, Minnesota, Washington. Then uh, January wraps up with at Milwaukee, at Denver, at Dallas. Saturday, February 4th, L.A. Lakers. That's going to be a sellout. Come on, a Saturday with the Lakers. Dude, a back-to-back the next day against the Kings here at home. Sacramento's pretty good. Right now, they're inside of that six uh, seeds right there. So they're a team that um, is really good. They beat Denver to put the Pels in the tie for first earlier this week on Wednesday. So there you go. Um, And then uh, you host Atlanta and Cleveland. Atlanta's a TNT game. ESPN picked up that Cleveland game. And then you have at OKC, at the Lakers, which is on ESPN, and that's your all-star break. So that's kind of your quick breakdown of the schedule. A lot more road games coming up. This team's been good at, you know, playing on a road. They've been excellent at playing at home, but definitely more road games than home games before the all-star break. And my guess is, with so few those are going to be likely sellouts, if not good crowds there as well. So 
I think you got some time to see where this team is. If you need to make a move or not, you know what camp I'm in currently, December 30th. I'm good. Let's just see where you are. I mean, you're in first place right now. So, I don't know. We'll see. But Brandon Ingram spoke yesterday. If you want to chime into the conversation, 800-998-1003. West Bank Rick, let me play one quick bite from Brandon Ingram. I'll come right to you because I think people want to hear what's up with him and how close is he and when will he be ready? He was asked that specifically yesterday. It's hard to tell. You know, some days I feel really, really good and recovery is bad. Um, some days recovery is good. So whenever uh, I feel 100%, um, I'll give it a go, but it's hard to say right now. All right, so he's waiting until he's 100% for him to go. Head coach Willie Green on BI. It's tough on him. You know, without him um, talking a lot about it, just knowing who he is as a person and, and as a player, he wants to be out there with his teammates. Um, so, you know, we, we're we're hopeful to get him back um, sometime soon, but it's been a slow progress for him and uh, a slow process for him, rather. He'll just continue to work, but it's, it's been tough on him. Yeah, and, and the goal, of course, is him being ready when it really, 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 really matters. Yeah, I think that's the most positive thing that I take out of this, um, that it's only December. Um, about to be January, and the playoffs is in um, April and May. So uh, I think um, if I look at it that way, I, I have way more smiles on my face, and I can I can continue to progress and be my best self when I get back. All right, West Bank Rick, thank you for calling the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. How are you? Eating some more pizza? <laughs> I would love to have more pizza. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that's uh, I, I love hearing from Aaron and uh, um, Locked On Pels because they've been giving me the straight up update, and that's all fans be wanting. It's straight up information from uh, your players, your coaches, and your reporters. Um, I love the way the the questions are always coming out. You know, they're not trying to step on or try to throw any hooks. Uh, when they're asking the question, it's mostly what fans be wanting to know. When is Brandon Ingram coming back? But uh, Jake already made the statement saying it was going to be a minute because it was like an injury, like a turf toe. And when he made that statement, I was like, man, football, that's that's a long time. So I wasn't upset with his injury, what was going on. I I want him to be out there, Uh, yeah, but I want him to take his time because, you know, people hawk on uh, Zion, but Man, Ingram opens the floor so much. Like he, he could, he could do it from all three areas. You know, high, mid, low, um, dishing it out. He could block. He could do it all. I mean, that's why people say the team is so deep. Um, tonight's game is going to be a, a really hard game, uh, with Philly. So I, I just, the bit, we need the bench to step up because, uh, um, they put a lot of work on the starters. Yeah. And I usually get on the starters for not uh, holding their own with the turnovers. Um, I heard one person say, well, you know, Zion turned the ball over four times. I said, yeah, that's something that could be corrected. Mm-hmm. But the way we get into the paint and getting the air one is way better than trying to make three-point attempts. Only if the referees are calling it a game. Because <laughs> I think that's how the team explodes. Right. It depends on what referee is out there and calling a game. You, you notice that? Oh, I'm fully aware. Believe me, fully aware. <laughs> fully aware. That it's because there's some terms where they they'll call a little pick and rolls where they, the people moving too early, and then there'll be some days they don't even call that pick and roll where they moving too early. And I'm sitting there saying there's no consistency mm-hmm. in either sport, baseball, football, or basketball where they call in the correct calls, and and you keep hearing these excuses. Um, but I'm hoping that uh oh. You know, we, we talk about how deep our team is, but mm-hmm. we keep forgetting we got E.J. Liddell sitting on the bench. And they was highly, highly uh, on E.J. Liddell yeah. coming out of college, even though he had the little injury in, um, in the uh, uh, before the season started. He was looking real good in my book. And then you still got some people in the G League. The yeah. development team on, on the Pelicans is, is just solid. I don't know how you can um, – even express it, man. You got the the best shooting coach in Vince. Um, you got the two uh, 
the Hall of Famers on female Hall of Famers on our team. The coaching staff is just stacked. I mean, we talk about how deep our team is, but we need to talk about how deep the coaching staff is. I mean, with all all around. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I it's one of those things, man, where I enjoy a vision, a plan. Like you get an idea, they kind of know what they're doing. That it's a it's a good staff. They they have a plan and idea. So I just. It's just, it's it's great to see, man. It legitimately is great to see. Yeah, I mean, they had one stat with us uh, going against with uh, Philly, like we're 3-1 yep. this year with, uh, I forgot what it was, but you probably could repeat it for But I, I think that might be a turnaround point right there because even though they're going to be playing big, I'm, I'm hoping we can uh, out just run them um, tonight. Um, I think that would be their little the slip uh, of us being able to beat them and outrunning them in, in the field. Uh, less turnovers and hopefully uh, more help from the bench. We need about 30 points from them. And hope to see you out there, guys, and be uh, safe in that weather, man. Yeah, man. Same thing, dude. I'll see you tonight. You know, I'll be there, buddy. All right. Take it easy. Yep, take it easy as well. Saints have just wrapped up practice and released their injury report. We have three players officially out. Marcus May with the shoulder is out. Andres Pete, guard, uh, with an ankle, he is out. And running back Dwayne Washington is out. Questionable is Pete Warner, as he's dealing with that hamstring. He's been limited all week. Questionable is Chris Alave. He's been limited all week with that hamstring. Questionable, Marshawn Lattimore, limited. With an abdomen injury, it's kept him out for a while. And Justin Evans, is questionable with a shoulder. So that's what they have. Jalen Hurts <coughs> is listed officially as doubtful as he didn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, limited Friday, but he's listed as doubtful. Out is tackle Lane Johnson with a groin, didn't practice all week. Also quarterback Avante Maddox with a toe, didn't practice all week. He is out. As far as everybody else, they look like they are ready to go. So we will see. What happens with Jalen Hurts, but he's officially listed as doubtful for the game on Sunday. So, there you have it. We'll see what happens when we get closer to that game. And, again, Philly, six-and-a-half-point favorites. That is the Eagles. 76ers, they're in action tonight. And, as I said earlier in the show, again, give it a try. Only two games remain. If you want to use the DraftKings Sportsbook app and specifically the no sweat bet because this month they were giving New Orleans Pelicans fans a little hookup it's called the no sweat bet so you open the app opt in under the promos tab and place an eligible bet of your choice on a New Orleans game if you don't hit it say you take the Sixers tonight and Pelicans win you double win right because not only did your team win but also you would get your money back in a free bet you choose the Pels. They don't win. At least get your money back in a free bet. You know, the Pels did win. But Philly, point and a half favorite if you want to go and check that out. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Remember, it is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And also, if you haven't done it and you're new, use the promo code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. Get that no sweat bet as well. 21 or over, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Don't forget, max reward limits apply. One free bet issued based on amounts of initial losing bet. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. The licensee partners called the Nugget in Lake Charles. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Marlon Fay right next on ESPN New Orleans. Danos is celebrating their 75th anniversary. Their thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made their progress possible. And in this spirit, they say thank you and best wishes for the holiday season and a happy new year from everyone at Danos. 
energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-687-5192. That's 800-687-5192. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-687-5192. Have you ever thought you're just not a math person? With students more than half a grade level behind because of COVID, your kid may feel the same way. But it's not too late to get involved and be part of the equation. Get your child on track with math at bepartoftheequation.org. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hey, 2022, sir. Can you believe an entire year has gone in under the books again, man? This uh, People say all the time, Gus, that the earth is on a tilt. And I believe people. I really think this year just really flew. It did. I, I, I look up, my oldest son graduated from high school, and then he finishes the prep season, and I'm like, wait, is it about to be 23? Well, you know, we, we back at it. But it was a blessed year. Thankful. Um, for a lot of opportunities, and uh, yeah, this is this has been a, a fast year. Fluid, it really did. Yeah, looking forward to yeah. what next year will bring. Look, obviously, twenty twenty two for the Tigers was that was a not what was expected, and I think in a good way, right? From that standpoint, that said, Marlon, the last two times on the field were losses. So, how big do you think is them winning on Monday? It's huge. It, it means a lot, not only uh, to the players and, and, and guys who, who did decide to come back and want to set a tone for next year, but it, it means a lot for the fan base. Coming off of two losses is the, the greatest thing uh, for, for a fan base that really didn't, didn't expect a lot of this, right? And, and, and the fact that, that it did happen and, you know, things happened the way it did, it, it, a win is important. A win is important for recruiting. A win is important for – and you got to keep in mind, Gus, a lot of players did declare to the draft. And so players that we were expecting, like Ali Gay and Jaquil and Roy, they won't be playing. I know guys like uh, Fitzgerald West, right. who's played offensive line for the Tigers, is playing like D-tackle now. I spoke with him the other day. So it's just him and, uh, him and Guillory, uh, an area that was already liked, to not have those guys and have to move stuff around as an area gets of a concern into a game like this. So I'm excited to see how they fare out with without all of their guys. Yeah. I'm interested, too, on maybe opportunities for guys, as you mentioned, you've said in the past, too, 
to kind of, you know, get that opportunity to play because of guys opting out, hitting the transfer portal, doing whatever, Marlon. This is an opportunity, as coaches say, that you've had extra practice, but for guys that maybe don't get playing time, you know, defensive back, safety, places that are thin right now, as Brian Kelly said a couple Sundays ago, it's going to be their chance to play in, 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 in a game and, and have game snaps and reps. It will, and, and it's an opportunity that guys need to take advantage of because this is one game. Let's say, for instance, you ball out in this one game, who's at the top of the depth chart going in the spring ball? You know, they're looking at you. The, the last impression is typically the most lasting, and and that that's one thing I look at for guys having this opportunity, and then it's the opportunity to play, and if things don't go well, you have more film for the transfer portal. You know, having a starting job at LSU is huge. I mean, this is for a guy who may have been a third-string guy. If everybody is there now, you're a first-string or, or going to get a lot of reps. I can remember when uh, when we had played against Miami in a bowl game. This was 2005. It was the beginning of 2006. When we played in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Um out in Atlanta. We beat the brakes off of Miami. I had an opportunity to play in that game. Made some tackles. That was an opportunity. So going into that next spring, who's at the top of the depth chart? Who's a projected starter? Yours truly. So this this isn't just a game, oh man, I'm I'm playing because of starters. No, it's an opportunity for you to show coach you can ball out. Uh-huh. I'm glad you kind of brought that up from that aspect. I want to ask you too, I mean, I, I do think the importance of bowls has changed over the last couple of years, and obviously players opting out. I mean, that's some, that wasn't something that you guys kind of thought about doing when you were, um, you know, it, it, at LSU, but never really had the opportunity, I guess, really, right? I mean, to be able to do that. But my point is it, it's changed a bit, but it, I think it still matters from a lot of different perspectives, and it's almost like putting that exclamation mark on this year. In your case, as you're saying, a chance to kind of show Coach, hey, next year when we go into spring ball and stuff, think of me and things of that nature and I think at the end of the day too it's just another chance to go out there and play it's been a bit man it's been over a month it has this is an opportunity now they've been practicing and, and, and you know going over game plans but to have an opportunity to go get a go get a win win that bowl game get that championship ring you know I know they're enjoying themselves out in Orlando I saw some pictures uh where Coach uh, Dave Johnson, who coaches at Florida State, and you had uh, Frank Wilson and, and, and Cartas Hankin. Those are three guys played in our ball from this area. What would it mean for the coaches? You know, it's, it's, it's bowl games are fun. And, Gus, I'll say this. We had the most fun in my five years at LSU. The most fun was that first year. We lost, but Orlando was off the chain. We went to right. Disney World. We went around town. <laughs> We enjoyed the city, <laughs> you know, so it's about fun, but most importantly, winning as well. Uh, I like it for sure. Um, I think, is is there a sense of difficulty from this aspect that you really don't know this Purdue team because they're quarterback, running back, receiver, um, I think cornerback, tight end, their head coach, like they're all not the team that played in the regular season. Um, so is it kind of a, I don't know what they are, you got to imagine – it's still going to be what they run, huh? About so, from you have a style of play where he's been, so you can have some type of expectancy of what to look for when you, when you look at uh, this team. Uh, you look at guys like Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell, quarterback. Through 13 interceptions this year. They really have a lot of success there, uh, just going around at different skill positions. Uh, uh, Charlie uh, Jones, wide receiver, he had uh, 12 touchdowns this year. So you, you start looking at the matchups and start paying attention to this Purdue team and look at how, how they are historically. Because when you have a new coach, uh, you know, a whole uh, new setup, it could work in your favor if you're Purdue and it can, it can work against you. Right, where it's hard for LSU, you got to go piece together some stuff, and you know they got the Drew Brees, uh, celebrity coach, right, right. on the sideline. Do you watch uh, 
some of the stuff that the Saints did when Drew Drew Brees played. Could we expect some of that? So I'm pretty sure with this this coaching staff, uh, they have the intelligence and the know how to to get things going and get a big win. This this is a Purdue team. You don't want to just say, "Oh, it's Purdue. We're we're going to run over them." No, I mean this team is they lost you know pretty badly to to Michigan in the Big Ten championship, but hey, they made it to the Big Ten championship. So I'm I'm excited to see exactly how this thing fares out uh, for the Tigers. And I think we go out there Monday, fun day, brand new year, kick some brand new butt. Hello. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we'll see what happens here, man. About the uh, college football playoff semifinals tomorrow, sir, as um, they will be playing. I think the first one's over at 3 o'clock. And <clears throat> is Michigan and TCU. Wolverines are favored, man. Wolverines are favored. And I don't know, man. I I think TCU, the last couple of games, found ways to win. Weren't very convincing. Michigan's been convincing, right? I mean, they're a number two team here, TCU three. Michigan's seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Three o'clock ESPN, what do you think? I think, Gus, I, I, I do think Michigan wins this one. TCU didn't. And, and I get it. I understand that, that – uh, that, that TCU fought hard and, and, and did what they had to do to stay in the, in the top four. But to me, Michigan, this has just been the most complete Michigan team I've seen in a while. And this is what the absence of, uh, of, of Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, that one of the best edge rushers who's doing a fantastic job in Detroit. You know, I, I just think this team has, has the, the key pieces in it to, uh, to really put it on TCU. So I think this is going to be fun. Of course, you know, I can't wait for that, uh, Ohio State, Georgia is the game afterwards, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Bulldogs, six-point favorite. What do you see this one? Georgia's going to win this one. <laughs> Ohio State, good, but I, I just don't. Uh, it's, what, what I've seen against Georgia, now, now don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I know that that uh, that Ohio State's going to watch that LSU game and some of the success we had in the second half with our backup quarterback and we may see a lot of deep ball attempts, but I, I just think Georgia's just too strong okay. around the board. I mean, you look at look at big big Carter up front, big B tackle. I mean, they're not going to be able to run him within the trenches with the, with those guys. So I, I look forward to the matchup. Georgia is more than likely going to be Georgia, Michigan, and the national championship. There it is, Marlon favorite. As always, man, appreciate the time. Thank you for a wonderful year. We'll see you next year, which is just next week. Couple of days from now. See you, see you next year. <laughs> Happy New Year's, New Orleans. Let's bring it 2023 the right way. Hello, yeah. somebody. I love it, man. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you so much, Marlon. Appreciate it. We come back. Ross Jackson locked on Saints. We'll get him to get us ready for that Eagles game. We'll just start it very simply. What do the Saints have to do to beat Philadelphia? Win their third game in a row. Comma. Can they do it? Comma. Will Evan Kamara catch a pass? And I'll probably add a few more questions as well. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Danos is celebrating their 75th anniversary. Their thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made their progress possible. And in this spirit, they say thank you and best wishes for the holiday season and a happy new year from everyone at Danos. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. 
Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 as we turn our attention over to the New Orleans Saints and see how they are doing. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints. You can follow him over on Twitter at Ross Jackson. Nola, as always. Sir, how are you today? Hey, buddy, doing great, doing great. Glad to be here with you, man. How you holding up? Eh, you know, I... <laughs> I'm doing fine. Like every, to... every time I talk to you, I got to yeah. pep you up because yeah, you're you about to talk about the Saints. You you know? I'm good when it comes to the Pels. <laughs> when it comes to the Saints, I just really don't know where to go. But that said, look, they, I, I do think, man, that win against Cleveland, I thought it said something. If you're a Saints fan that's been wanting to see passion, that just wants to know that your team cares, you don't go to Cleveland and win that game if you don't give a bleep, if you know what I'm saying. Right. And I think from that standpoint, that does make me feel, Ross, like I'm closer to being a playoff team or a winning team than not. You still saw some of the issues, but in that element, did you show up to want to win the game? Because if you didn't, it had been apparent, and I thought they did that. So if I'm a Saints fan, i got to be happy with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a game that no one really expected New Orleans to walk in and win, if we're being honest. I mean, everybody always kind of talks about the Saints as this dome team that can't win outdoors and in the cold, which, by the way, they're 5-1 and one since 2014 in outdoor games that are less than 40 degrees at kickoff. So call them what they are, Gus. They're an outdoor team all of a sudden, right? They're a cold-weather team. But, I mean, you look at what they were able to do there in that Cleveland game in particular. And the thing that I liked and I, the, the thing that I think also shows you a lot of where they are right now is that they had to go out there and do things that they had to overcome obstacles in order to win that game. They had to do things they hadn't been able to do consistently well before that matchup. They had to stop the run on one side, and they had to build an offense off of the run on the other side. We've seen games in which they've been able to do both, but not consistently. And so to come in and be able to rely on your run defense and your rush offense to win that game for you, that says a lot about the mentality of that team and, and the way that they played in that winning group. When you look at that game, I thought it was remarkable that, you know, we went leading into it going, okay, this is the Taysom Hill game. This is where you're going to run. And Taysom after the game goes, I didn't know how many I was going to get. <laughs> You'd have to ask the others. <laughs> Which then I go, okay, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to read into that. I promise. And then Pete Carmichael yesterday about Alvin Kamara and the lack of, I guess, snaps at receiver this season says this, Ross. Oh, I think this, you know, as part of that is, is, uh, you know, we've had opportunities to maybe, you know, throw the ball to him out of the backfield and maybe a certain coverage didn't get him the ball to go there. Um, again, we haven't had a, a ton of super amount of plays, uh, throughout the course of the season. Really the last several games, we end up with, you know, 60 snaps, but, uh, He's, he's a big part of it. Uh, you know, it's, it's not part of the play. I mean, we have plays in that are designed for that every week. It's just uh, whether I just haven't called them or we haven't gotten to them or maybe uh, the look hasn't let the ball go in his direction. So there's probably several reasons. Do any of them make sense, or is that legit NFL things that he's talking about, Ross? 
Yeah, the, the, the one about, you know, how many plays they have available to them, th- those always get me. But the, the, one that I, the one that I will say does indeed absolutely impact the game is the fact that sometimes you call a play and the defense covers it. <laughs> like sometimes that happens. And, and it can happen more times than not when a defense comes into a game and knows that, okay, Alvin Kamara is going to be a big part of the game plan, which guess what? They know that every single week. So, so that part I do understand. But as you saw, even in the Cleveland Browns game, in a game wherein you knew that the, the run game and Alvin Kamara were going to be a big-time focus, what happened? You were able to pick up you know, a ton of yardage on the ground by running through Alvin Kamara, and you ended up breaking a big 20-plus yard play in the passing game to him on an option route. And that was a game where he was absolutely, and the defense absolutely knew he was going to be a big part of the game plan and a big part of the plan. So, so I do think that there's elements of, of that that are true, that are just football things, doing football things. But then there's other pieces to where, you know, sometimes you have to make a decision about whether or not you're going to, you know, uh, force a ball to a guy or whether or not you're going to, you know, maintain the focus on a guy depending upon how the defense is responding to him. So there is a little bit of give and take on both sides for sure. Okay. So when you look at this game, I teased it going to the break that I was going to ask you, what do the Saints have to do in order to get a win against the number one current seeded team in the NFC? Well, I think the biggest thing, and right now we're waiting to see, right, because Jalen Hurts is listed as doubtful for this game. And so far this season, nobody that has ever been listed as doubtful has played the following Sunday. In fact, it actually requires that your status get upgraded pretty much on the Saturday before you're even able to play on the Sunday. So whoever the passer is and turns out to be for the Eagles, pressure becomes a big part of it. Gardner Minshew a lot more um, mistake-prone uh, turnover prone than a Jalen Hurts, a lot less athletic with his feet, but he can, you know, scramble around and be pesky. He's got, you know, a little bit of, I would, I would compare him not in his complete game, but just in terms of his ability to be annoying and, you know, get away from sacks. I would compare him to Joe Burrow. And so he operates out of structure pretty well, all of those pieces. So the biggest thing is going to be getting pressure and getting home. We've watched um, uh, Jalen Hurts drop, you know, nearly 30 percentage points when he's pressured versus when he is not pressured in terms of completion percentage. We watch his uh, passer rating drop from about 114 or so all the way down to in the 70s. Right. And so, you know, you, you see that same type of drop and you see that same type of impact in Gardner Minshew. So I think pressure becomes a big part of that. And then over on the offensive side, it's got to be about taking advantage of the zone coverage you're going to get from Philly. And that's something that the Saints have done really, really well so far this season. And what that ends up doing is that even if Jalen Hurts does play, if you could take advantage of the zones and continue to move the ball downfield, it allows you to extend drives, helps you put points on the board. If you could put points on the board, then it keeps the Philadelphia Eagles passing as opposed to allowing them to rely on their run game. All right, Ross, what about things that you think could maybe be favorable matchups perhaps for the Saints? Um. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of favorable matchups. I think. I think though that there are really good, really good matchups. Um, you know, watching whether it's Paul Nadebo and Alante Taylor, or if Marshawn Lattimore finds his way back to the field, watching the Saints corners up against those Eagles wide receivers. That's that's teach tape for anybody that that wants to be a, a defensive, you know, a, a cornerback or that wants to be a, a wide receiver um, it, with their life. Because like those are going to be some incredible fights off the line of scrimmage. Uh, some really, really good plays downfield. That's going to be a lot of fun. And I think the reverse side of that is watching James Bradbury and Darius Slay going up against Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed. I just think that the speed that those guys bring and their ability to work off of even press coverage, but also their, their smarts, their football IQ, working their way open in zones, finding their way back to their quarterbacks, all the things that they do so incredibly well against two really, really talented corners for the Philadelphia Eagles, that's going to be a ton of fun to watch as well. Maybe the one place that I would say that the Saints have a little bit of an advantage is in their second level. Uh, if you get Pete Werner back on, out on the field, you've got Demario Davis, Pete Werner, and then you've got uh, Cade Nellis, all of which have been outstanding in the run game for the Saints and are good pressure players, in particular uh, Demario Davis and Cade Nellis. So when the Philadelphia Eagles are running their zone reads or their read options, mm-hmm. they're trying to get one of these guys isolated on the edge and force them into a two-on-one situation where they have to make a decision do I collapse on the quarterback or do I go after the running back? Now having, I think, an improved second level this year than what the Saints have had the last couple of times that they played against the Philadelphia Eagles, especially if they can get all three of those players out on the field, 
then all of a sudden you have these guys that can do a little bit more in terms of filling in the run and then having the back of the front four with the back end of the back seven. Ross Jackson knows the way to follow Mr. Ross Jackson over on Twitter, Locked on Saints. I guess it's, are we going to see Marshawn Lattimore? I don't know. That's, that's, it's such an interesting one. I mean, you know, it, it would be his 11th straight game. If he doesn't play in this one, we haven't seen him out on the on the competitive field, right. uh, you know, in a game since that Seattle Seahawks game. Um, he's been limited the past few weeks, not including the bye week, which, of course, you know, he had the bye week off. Um, but he hasn't been able to work his way out back to the field. It, it's a tough injury. It's a complicated injury. It's one. It's a, it, it, a similar injury is probably going to keep. Looks like it's going to keep C.J. Gardner Johnson off of the field this week as well for the Philadelphia Eagles. Those lacerated, you know, both of those guys with the sort of like kidney laceration or internal injuries that they have. And so the thing that makes it so tough is that it's not a situation where you can look at that, look at it, and say, oh yeah, nope, that bone's healed, uh, or oh yep, yeah, nope, that swelling's down, or, or whatever it is. It's usually keeping guys off the field with the, the injuries we're we're a little bit more used to discussing. This is internal. This is all about, and Chris Richard explained it as as tolerated. So this really comes down to Marshawn Lattimore, and you know whether or not he feels good to go out there and take hits. Uh, but you know it's a challenging one, and with only two games left in the season here, I and 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 as well as Paulson Adivo and Alante Taylor have been playing, I don't know that you need to rush him out there unless you're absolutely certain that he's healed and not at risk of further injury. Because this isn't a situation where we're just talking about further injury being something that could disrupt his football life. Further injury here could disrupt his life. And I, I don't know why you would risk that until you're 100% sure that you can. <sighs> Let's see what happens. I mean, it's interesting because I, I, I do think that this team is playing, I think, for themselves, Dennis Allen, however you want to look at it, at least effort-wise, Ross, out of that, you know, um, out of the bye week against, mm-hmm. you know, these two teams that I, I get they're not upper echelon and all that other stuff, but I think effort is probably what we want to see and buy in after yeah. that game against Buc- I mean, against um, the Buccaneers, right? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And uh, you know, look, I, I, you know, I've had people say, well, you know, the Saints beat the Falcons and the Cleveland Browns; those aren't playoff teams. But the reason why the Cleveland Browns aren't a playoff team is because the Saints beat them. So, I mean, I think you know a big part of it, and and the other piece to that is that. Those are both, you know, games that are quarterbacked by mobile quarterbacks, guys like Desmond Ritter as well as Deshaun Watson. Like they can do things with their legs, and the Saints were able to get wins against both of those styles of quarterback. Now, of course, Desmond Ritter was that was his first ever career start. The Saints now four and zero against the Atlanta Falcons when a rookie quarterback is seeing their first career start against them, uh, but or as an as an overall first career start in a game against the Saints. So, you know, you could take or leave that. But, I mean, you know, just knowing that the Saints over the course of these past two weeks have won games doing things that people have been concerned about for, you know, a couple of years in in the case of the mobile quarterback and a couple of years in the case of the rookie quarterback and then throughout this year in terms of being able to build something off of their run game while also stopping the opposing team's run game. I think that all of those things are more important in context than, you know, who the opponent is or, or, or isn't. And so, you know, seeing them go out there and, and have that fight, seeing them go out there and show you, because so many people have kind of talked about how the Saints have given up, right. which there's been no indication of that at all. I mean, you know, and, and so to your point, I think that these two wins that they've had over the course of the past couple of weeks and the way that they've played throughout the season, particularly late in the season, just goes to further further demonstrate that. Yeah, no doubt, Ross. We'll see what takes place. And I tell you, it's going to be interesting in Tampa. I think Carolina is going to give them a game for sure, man. They've been playing hard for Steve Wilkes. Sam Darnold's not turning the mm-hmm. ball over. It's giving them a shot. And Tampa's been saved by, by in, in two games where the Saints made a mistake or didn't finish. And, and you know, the Cardinals call a play that, that gives them a chance. They still have to go yep. out there and make the plays, though. I guess give Brady and them credit. But, I, that's going to be an interesting game if they lose and somehow the Saints find a way to win. Yeah, man, that makes and that makes Week 18 really, really important too because then that very same Carolina Panthers team comes here to New Orleans and the Saints have to win that game and hope that somehow the Atlanta Falcons pull something off right. uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then they could potentially end up winning the division. But I don't think that that's where you know the Saints players are paying attention or anything like that. I think you know their focus is going out there and, and beating an opponent that has you know kind of been a thorn in their side over the course of the past oh, yeah. couple of years but yeah. you know if, if they're able to uh, get that win it gets them one step closer to then being on the other side and looking like hey there's postseason life here because there's even this long sort of convoluted way 
if they could end up in the seventh seed, they don't. It's not necessarily a situation where they have to win the division to get into the playoffs. So they could find that life one way or another. But for them, this game right now that they have on the way is the most important game that they're going to play so far this season. It was one that we knew was going to be a very important game by the time that we got to it. Um, if nothing else, a win against the Philadelphia Eagles keeps your pick that is headed over to Philadelphia this offseason from being you know, a, a top 10 pick for a, a, a number one seed. So you know, you'd certainly love to dodge that bullet for sure. That's a very good point. Yep, Ross Jackson, as always, man, appreciate the time. Enjoy the game this weekend. Thanks, bud. You too. Take care. Stay safe. Yep, for sure. Go give him a follow on Twitter at Ross Jackson. Nola is the way to give him a follow. And, of course, Locked On sell, uh, Locked On Saints, the podcast. Take a quick break. We'll put a bow on the show next on ESPN New Orleans. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Terrio, Douay, and Terrio. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio, Douay, and Terrio to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio, Douay, and Terrio at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. Talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Hi, welcome back. Don't forget tonight, 7.30. 7.30 is your tip time for the Pelicans and 76ers. So that is going to be a little bit before you... Get on over there, but it gives you a little bit more time to go check it out. So I'm looking forward to that. And again, Brandon Ingram speaking uh, yesterday after practice about, you know, how long it's going to take for him to get back and how he wants to get back in those long-term plans. We played it a little bit earlier today in case you missed it, though. How close is he? There was something that he was asked about that, and he had this to say. You know, some days I feel really, really good and recovery is bad. Um, some days recovery is good. So whenever uh, I feel 100%, um, I'll give it a go, but it's hard to say right now. Yeah. The other thing, too, is he also mentioned, of course, the long-term plan. And that I, I know fans sometimes have trouble with that. And, look, I, I get it. I do. You want to see him on the court. You want to see the team, what it, you know, what they will be like and all of that. I, I get all of that. Um. Being ready for the postseason, though. What do you want to be ready yeah, for? Yeah, I think that's the most positive thing that I take out of this, um, that it's only December, um, about to be January, and the playoffs is in um, April and May. So uh, I think um, if I look at it that way, I, I have way more smiles on my face, and I can uh, I can continue to progress and be my best self when I get back. Um, so we'll see. And, of course, head coach Willie Green, Says the long-term picture is the key. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's the big picture for us is that we're building uh, towards, you know, being a, a competitive team now during the regular season, but also postseason. We want to get them back healthy. That's the main deal for us is get back healthy. We don't want a, a ton of setbacks. And, um, so, you know, he's, he's progressing. Uh, as far as again, this team, Having won 15 games already, March 4th last year was when this team won its 15th home game. 
Uh, I, I love it. I, I go back to what Zion said about being able to make this a, a true home court advantage. And again, I know, you know, I played it earlier. Joel Embiid a year ago saying he remembers his first game in New Orleans. It was empty. He's like, I can't play in a place like this. I don't blame him. I, I, I know it's friends and family. You know, that's what it looked like, but they're winning. They have a connection now with this team. It's fantastic. And you gotta love hearing Zion back on Wednesday say stuff like this. It's the crib. You, it's the fort. You gotta protect your fort. And, you know, I talked about it over the summer. The city deserves this. Uh, you know, the city deserves to have a, a basketball team. Cause, you know, the Saints, they've been holding it down for so many years and you gotta give them that respect. But, you know, the city deserves to have, you know, the Pelicans be great too. Uh, last year, you know, the team started figuring it out towards the end and instead of letting it be like, Oh, that was a fluke or we're happy with that. Nobody was satisfied. Everybody got in the lab. Uh, even me, uh, you know, joining the team back, uh, and playing in games, uh, we, we want to do something special. Well, that special meaning, of course, winning it all. Larry O'Brien. Jack Collada Jr. now with WGNO Sports to send along a message saying, Hey, you may want to go check out Ed Daniels Twitter account. He caught up with the 76ers during uh, practice or shoot-around, I guess, this morning and asked this. The Sixers got a relatively free day in New Orleans. Head coach Doc Rivers was talking New Orleans restaurants with reporters. Rivers watched Wednesday night's Pelicans-Timberwolves game from the stands. That viewing included some lively banter with Pelicans fans. So I want to thank all the uh... – New Orleans fans for sending me the free beers. That was terrific. Uh, just remind them tomorrow during the game, I can't do them while I'm coaching. But uh, yesterday was fantastic. You know, I haven't been in the, in the crowd in a long time, and uh, they were great. I, we had a lot of fun back and forth. They saw me clapping once when Minnesota scored, and so they're like, what are you doing? You're sitting with us. Rivers was impressed by what he saw from New Orleans, so he asked the coach who won an NBA title with Boston in 2008 the obvious question. Didn't the Pelicans win a championship, Coach? Oh, no, because they'd have to beat us, you know, so they can get there, and we're all for that. Rivers said the thing that impressed him most about the Pelicans is their team chemistry. And what stands out to me the most is they are a team. They play together. They like each other. They they play with an intensity that you have to play with to win a title. And most teams don't understand that. Uh, and particularly young teams. And watching them, I wouldn't want to play. They're going to be a hard out. I don't know who's going to knock them out on the West because they're tough. I, mean, I, I had to play that. Thank you, Jack, for sending, and I know, you know, of course, Ed Daniels asking the questions and getting out there to do that. That's a guy that's won a title. He's in a situation where that is the the goal over in Philly. And he just kind of solidified what I was saying earlier today when we spoke with Andrew Lopez. It's coming. The next time you hear from us, it'll be 2023. It'll be January. And you're going to hear a lot of people, should they do this, should they do that? I don't mess with anything right now. You just heard him say a lot of young teams don't play the way they're playing. Don't mess with it. Let's just see how far they can go. Hey, it's been a fun 2022. We'll see you again in 2023. Don't forget no show Monday. We'll see you on Tuesday, January 3rd. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New York. Have a happy new year.